Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, I just read something I didn't like. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and uh um, we would love to be talking about the things that we normally talk about on the Colleen and Bradley show. We would, all of us on my talk one Oh seven, one love to be talking about Hollywood gossip, entertainment, all the things that we normally talk about, dumb things, things that make us laugh. We would love to be talking about all of those things. Mm-hmm. We can't right now. We cannot do that right now. I cannot in good conscience, open up a mic and tell you about what Kim Kardashian is doing when She's fine. Yeah, she's, she's fine. She's probably more and guess than what? Did somebody say something? Um, yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm like, where is this coming now, from? Remember when I said uh, <laughs> I just read something I didn't like? Oh, okay. Uh, somebody needed a laugh and was wondering if we were going to get around to talking about some celebrity stuff. And the They'll answer is still no. Be there. The They'll answer be is there. no. There are a lot of people who would love the luxury of a laugh. Many of them uh, are hurting, and now is the time to be compassionate about that. And we're just not going to talk about Kim Kardashian today. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Now on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, but not today. We are going to talk to a wonderful friend of the show, Carla, who lives in the Midtown Exchange Building. Uh, first of all, thank you for joining us, Carla. Hi, Carla. Hello. Thank you for having me. Um, I want to ask you the first question, which is Have you had any sleep in the last three days? Sleep? What's I that? did actually. I slept last night. Oh, I God. um I am not sleeping tonight, but I did sleep last night. Okay. Now, when you say you're not sleeping tonight, what does that mean? Well, that means that we still have an active protective force inside the building because we think there is still a threat and my job has been kind of communication coordinator um and so I'll be doing that at least for the first half of the night tonight. So let's just like tiptoe back three mini steps. Uh, I mean, they feel like major steps. Yes. Let's go to to Friday. (laughs) Because for those of you who don't know, the Midtown Exchange building is located um, at the intersection of Lake and Chicago. Chicago. Uh, And so really right in the heart of the area where we saw a lot of the destruction taking place. Um, and there is a story about what happened on Friday night. Tell it to us, Carla. Okay. So just, I want to, I want to first have everybody know that I am conscious and everybody in the building is conscious that this is ultimately about the murder of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. But, and that has had consequences. And one of the consequences is that our community has been targeted. Um, and so, Let me tell you, the Midtown Exchange is an amazing thing. It started in 2006. It is filled with the market, which are minority-owned businesses and community businesses, and then it has 
apartments, some subsidized, some now subsidized um, from the first half of the building, and then it has condominiums on the second half of the building. And we've had our own little kind of separation of class and race in our building. So the apartments are predominantly um, black, a lot Somali, um, and then the predominant amount of condo owners are white, not all. Mm-hmm. And so we knew there was trouble, but we we were hopeful. We didn't realize that what was going to happen Friday night. But we had shifts, right? And my shift started at 4 a.m. And so at 4 a.m. I walked down to the lobby of the building and was greeted by one of my fellow condo owners And he looked at me and he said, Carla, you have to know something, that the black apartment owners of this building saved this building tonight while Mm -hmm. everybody else was sleeping. And so Friday night, I come to hear that numbers of groups of people were trying to force their way into the market to cause damage, either to um, start fires. There was one story about a guy with a huge sledgehammer. And individuals, um, there were a couple condo owners down there too, but individuals physically prevented them from entering the building. Mm. That the other thing I heard from my my friend Raja, who um, is married to the owner of Moroccan Flavors, who lives in the building, in the apartment, she she said to me, Carla, all the Somali women were downstairs with their suitcases. Mm. So we were at at risk, and, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't, as people say, it wasn't about protests. This was about destruction. Mm-hmm. These people were not the people that were protesting. This was not about um, the rage regarding the murder of George Floyd. This was something else. And I do. Can, may I just pause you for one moment, Carla, to acknowledge that you are a person who in your life has been a part of a peaceful protest or two? Many. Yes. <laughs> so you, you are uh, able to spot the difference. I am able mm-hmm. to spot the difference. Mm-hmm. And I'll just tell you that the the guys I talked to were were like, you know, they're not, they were some of them were white, they were young, some of them black, mostly white, but mostly teenagers and it looked like they were caught in their video game fantasy. Mm-hmm. All they wanted to do was get the score. Mm-hmm. So after, you know, after you wake up on Saturday morning then how does everybody respond, react, and prepare? Because, you know, that's not the end of it. I mean, um, right. Saturday night came. So so did anything well, evolve? Let me take you through Saturday morning because that's kind of amazing, right? Mm-hmm. So Saturday morning, I'm all set, and I got other people organized. We're going to go down at about 8, I think it was 8 o'clock. We're going to go down and start to clean up. And we start cleaning up, and by 9 o'clock, there are 3,000 people up and down Lake Street. There are tables set up Mm. with um, food supplies. And and so there was really not much to clean up. And so instead, what we did, um, 
myself, other residents, and Karen Severson, who is this amazing um, person. I'm sorry, I'm a little tired. Uh, um, we understand. <laughs> we start. She had paint. She said, "Carla, I have paint. Let's um, paint the the." the plywood so that it looks like we're alive and we're here mm. and who we are. And so that's what we did. So if you go on Lake Street it around the Midtown Market, you'll see those plywood um, paintings. Almost and like murals. They're beautiful. They're, and so they're, we live here. Families live here. Mm. Um, George Floyd, say his name. You know, so... So we did that, and we rested a little bit, and then um, at 6.30, I got a call from one of the residents in the apartments, and she's, like, frantic. She says, Carla, they left all the trash on the corner. Mm. And so we go out, and sure enough, there's t- nobody came by to, to clean up the trash. Oh. And so somebody had to call mm. a pick, and that just so if people aren't following that means somebody could light it, right? Right. Yeah. And um, so we get a pickup. They load the pickup. We get all the stuff over to a secured trash place. And in the middle of it, there's a tire. Somebody planted a tire in the middle of the trash. Mm. And tires are used to start fires. Mm-hmm. Very flammable. Very flammable. So Saturday night, uh, we stayed up all night. There's, we had people that were doing the security outside as well as inside, and we had watchers everywhere, and we turned away at least four cars that looked like they were kind of full of white supremacists. I mean, I hate to say it, but pretty stereotypical. Mm-hmm. A red pickup with five white guys in the back. Um, out at two a.m. Right. Yeah. And we did that, and then Sunday I slept, but everybody else kept watch. Mm-hmm. And tonight you've got a shift. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the hard part for all of uh, all of you, and for many people living in the South Minneapolis area is that nobody knows how long we're going to have to be doing these all-night shifts, right? And then, yes, but then I want us to go to the next part, which is how we we can't just survive this, because right. those who know the history of Minneapolis know that, and, and the Midtown Market is the only one standing, mm-hmm. pretty much, right? Yep. Something I did not tell my mother this morning. So if anybody talks to her, we won't. Don't mention mom's the word. <laughs> that that this was the corridor that provided the stability and life to South Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And there, the minority businesses that have built up here in the last twenty or thirty years that are people's livelihood yeah. and history and. All of that stuff are at risk now. And the same thing for the Midtown Market. And we can't let anybody take that away because that's who we are as a community, that multiracial, multicultural strength is who we are. And we have to make sure that we protect that and that we have it 
grow back even stronger. And so I just I hope it's okay, but I wanna I wanna mention there are a few GoFundMe pages. Yes, yes please. please. Yes. The Midtown Global Market GoFundMe. Midtown Dash Global Dash Market. The Chicago Lake Dental, which God love this guy, Jet Dave Johnson built that dental office for thirty years and watched, he's a resident of our building, and he watched it go down in flames Friday night. Mm. He had just sold it, but but that's even more tragic, right? He built it mm-hmm. up, he sold it, the new owner has nothing. So Chicago Lake Dental. And then um, we just have one that the, that the residents have put together for our security guards who have been just absolutely amazing. Um, thank and support our security staff. Mm, but absolutely. I really want to focus everybody to the Midtown Global Market. It was rough anyway mm-hmm. with the pandemic. This is this is an important place. Absolutely, and it's, it's such a it's such for those who don't live near or in the community. It is such a unique space, and it yeah. has been sort of a bright spot in that part of town. And as somebody who lives not, I don't know what what are we? That's like what thirty second. Well, it's Lake Street and um, Chicago, so it's between 10th and Chicago on Lake Street. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm still down at, like, 38th, but, Mm -hmm. like, it still is, to your point, it is such an anchor and a, you know, a a focal point for right now for entrepreneurship in that part of town. And and so to see it suffer additionally, you know, I'm just glad that we've been able to talk to you because I, I'm I'm hoping this will draw attention for people who maybe didn't have an awareness about yeah. that that part of town. Right. I mean, if you wake up from this and realize that I have to be putting my money into multicultural, multiracial, um, community-based things instead of Amazon. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm then Midtown Global Market should be on your list. Right, right. Very true. It's like, yes, it's uh, it, 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 it fires on all cylinders, uh, Midtown Global Market does. And by the way, for those who don't know, the for like a, a landmark, stand, from a landmark standpoint, it's the old Sears building yeah. on Lake. So if you are somebody who has visited Minneapolis before and kind of sort of... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. That's the building we're talking about. Um, and Carla, I can't thank you enough for joining us. Um, Can I just say one yes, more thing that I was asked to say? Yes. yes. I talked... 
Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. Um, we have with us on the show at this moment our friend Rob Williams from the Sheridan Story, who we have talked to uh, many times for many different reasons, and now we've got you here Busy guy. for another reason. Hello, Rob. Hello. Good afternoon. So um, I do this every time, but can you give a, a quick elevator speech for our listeners who maybe haven't heard of the Sheridan Story about what exactly you do? The Sheridan Story is a network of partners, an organization locally here in Minnesota that focuses on food gaps for kids. So when kids don't have access to the, the meal programs typically available at school or through other typically government-funded programs. Um, our biggest program is a weekend food program, so we give kids food to take home for the weekend. We also do holiday breaks and summer breaks. Um, now we did a, a, you know, a sort of acute, unexpected food gap for kids is, a, you know, COVID-19. All of a sudden they're out of school and don't have that foundational food access at school. And then now with the unrest in parts of Minneapolis and St. Paul and elsewhere, it's even more di- more dire, more difficult for families in that community, those communities, to get food because the you know the Target and the Cub and the other grocery mm-hmm. stores are either are either damaged or otherwise inhibited from being open. Can you tell us uh, a little bit about um, Sanford? Um, Sanford, it's a middle school, right? Yeah, Sanford Middle School is located about I think about five blocks from Lake Street in mm-hmm. South Minneapolis in the Longfellow neighborhood. Um, Because I think that's probably where, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to give context for people why I would ask about that. Just because that really sort of became a, um, I don't want to say a viral moment, but people were seeing um, just the outpouring of donations at Sanford and and you guys were involved. It was a viral act of love, if you will. Mm. Um, The, yep, so the families at Sanford, a lot of the kids live um, well, obviously live in that neighborhood and live close to Lake Street. And all of a sudden with this unrest, there's a, a, a food desert that came out of nowhere because all of the stores and, and grocery stores and businesses are closed. And so as well as um, mass transit, right? So the buses aren't running, so people can't mm-hmm. get around as easily. And the some of the families at Sanford put out a message on Friday, I believe, just saying, hey, we have a specifically 86 kids or 86 families that we want to get bags of food to on Sunday. Can you put together, can, you know, community, Facebook, social media, can you put together food and bring it here Sunday morning? And then in the afternoon we'll give it to those families. Um, they called us Saturday morning saying this has become a lot bigger than we were planning, um, which is accurate. <laughs> so yeah. we came in. Um, they asked us to help basically run everything. And so we came in on Sunday and um, provided food to about 500 families that came through that afternoon. And after all of that, we still had about 20,000 bags worth of food left over at the end of the day. We had blocked, we had blocked traffic for about 14 blocks Hmm. Sorry, Longfellow neighborhood. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I think it was for a good reason. Yeah, it yeah, was fine. for a good reason. Sorry, not sorry. I guess. But, yeah. Um, and it's just the community response to serve those kids and families 
in those areas was overwhelming. It was an emotional day. Um, people, it became, obviously, we were not expecting that much food to be dropped off. So mm-hmm. people were dropping off food, said, hey, I'll stay and help you get everything organized. We had probably 100 people um, off the cuff, no planning, say, and help us go through everything. We were there 8.30 a.m. to well, we made all the volunteers leave, but we didn't leave until after curfew. Oh, my gosh. Um, but we, we warned the authorities. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, hey, Rob, I'm so sorry to do this. Can you hang with us? for? And we'll just take a couple minutes on the other side of this break to kind of get a little bit more about Sheridan's story. Is that okay? For sure. Thank Absolutely. you. Okay, everybody, stay Thanks, right Rob. there. We'll be back with our friend Rob from the Sheridan story after this on My Talk 1071. with our friend Rob Williams from The Sheridan Story on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. And uh, Rob Williams from The Sheridan Story. Um, you just got done, well, sort of, we're in the midst of telling us about the overwhelming amount of support that was seen at Sanford Middle School and all of the uh, all of the work that you and your team was doing to make sure that those um, bags of food in the midst of that food desert in South Minneapolis were kind of assembled and ready for people. Um, and you said you were there after curfew. We're not going to get mad about that. <laughs> we called the we called the authority. Okay, good. So it was all good. Um, but what? Okay, so first question: What now with all of that food? Good question. So, with just the outpouring support of the community, we we distributed thousands of 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 bags of pounds of food, as well as toiletry and diapers and that kind of thing. All the food that we did not yet give out, we've we've brought it back to our facility, and we'll sort through everything. Uh, make sure it's safe and not expired and that kind of thing and get it back out to the community, back out to local partners or back out to families directly that need it the most. Mm. And how, in, in what, what ways do you need assistance right now? What is the best way to help you at the Sheridan story do the work that you guys have done so well? I mean, you have been perfectly poised to, um, you know, to step in in this in this exact situation because of the work you've been doing for so long. What's the best way people can continue to help you now? And how are you pivoting to meet this need? Well, just even if we go back three months to COVID starting, um, our the need increased 400% that we were able to respond to from pre-COVID to following COVID when the kids had to leave school. Mm. Now, especially in these neighborhoods, that's even more significant um, need in that area. Um, Food, physical, actual food donations are great, but honestly, the most helpful thing is to provide donations of funds. Um, We're able to buy more food than the average consumer, a lot more with our dollar than an average consumer dollar. Um, so donations um, are honestly ideal, and, and you can s- still text my talk to four four three two one. My talk to four four three two one to get a, a link back to you to to donate on through text. Um, but yeah, I mean that's the that's the most important. That's the most helpful part. Awesome. So Perfect. we'll make sure that we remind people of that again. My talk to four four three two one, right? So we'll make sure we do that. And then 
Um, what what <laughs> what are you guys going to be doing today and in the next few days? Are you still providing logistics? Yeah, so we're partnering closely with our school district partners, especially Minneapolis Public Schools, where a lot of this um, these closures and unrest has taken place, and. We're supporting additional distribution locations. So, for for instance, at Longfellow Park, which is just down the street from Samford Middle School, we have additional food distribution there every day from 10 to 2 um, this week. And the school district has food, we have food, and we're supporting families and kids in that area, as well as other um, food distribution sites in partnership with Minneapolis Public Schools. Well, we, um, I, I do just want to remind people because I don't know that people realize this. Technically, school is still in session for the city of Minneapolis. Uh, and so for the rest of this week. And so, um, uh, you know, the, the, those school aged kids, they're still plugging away at the things that they plug away at. And, uh, the work that the Sheridan story has done, I've actually seen it personally in action when I've been part of the, uh, food drops that they're doing at the local schools to get school out through the school system. Um, Sheridan Story is right there alongside. So, Rob, we thank you for the work that you do. And we'll remind people uh, to text my talk to 44321 in order to donate. And thank you for joining us, Rob. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. appreciate having the chance to share with you all and, oh. and get to chat again. Well, Absolutely. you know, we hope to next time we chat for it to be under better circumstances, mm-hmm. but we are thankful for the place that you occupy in our society. Thank you so much, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Absolutely. Well, thanks to you and your listeners for the support. Take care. Uh, that was Rob Williams from the Sheridan story. And, uh, you know, they do such a wonderful job to fill in that food gap uh, that already exists in the city of Minneapolis for kids. Um And they have found themselves meeting an even higher need between COVID and now the protests or the, I don't want to say protests because that's not what it is. The, uh, the riots and destruction in South Minneapolis now. Yes, Bradley. Can I take us uh, on a left turn? I would love to go on a left turn. Or do we have something else planned? No, I don't think we have any plans at all. Plans? (laughs) Just to be real transparent, we don't got a plan. How about... We celebrate your birthday. Oh. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, Happy thanks, you guys. Colleen is 63 years old today. I am. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Okay, so I'm going to give you something, but I'm going to do it from okay. a distance. That's cool. I don't you know. Just Hold come on. and throw something at me. Uh, yes. Thank you. Pew, pew, pew. This is my birthday. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. Yes. And it's a weird birthday. I will just own that right now. Um, it's, it's weird. It's a weird day. <laughs> and uh, I'm muddling through. I've had very little sleep. We've all had very little sleep. We've got a lot of like painful things. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Thank you. But oh Bradley's going into Colleen's studio. Mm-hmm. He's dropping off a birthday mm-hmm. gift for Colleen. I'm so And now she's opening it. naturally excited about this. What is it? He made me um, English muffins. And his English muffins are good. Those are birthday muffins. I got some birthday muffins. Now, Bradley's muffins. I got Bradley's muffins. Can't wait to put your muffins in my mouth. I, I was going to make you a loaf of bread, but that didn't work. So I had um, time to make muffins. I just want you to know those are not my best muffins. I mean, they're good. They look good. They, oh, they're nice and like. They're a little hockey pucky, but no, you know. No, they're very. <laughs> did you eat one to decide No, that? they just feel a little heavy and dense, but here's oh, the no. thing. So just am I. Put them in the, <laughs> 
aren't we all? Thank you. In this moment, put them in the toaster. Mm. They'll be just fine. And they're um, going to be amazing. Thank you so much. You're I welcome. love We've had the like most Amish birthday year. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. I completely forgot. Speaking of Amish birthday, I got you an actual gift, but you know how the world works. It's nothing arrives when it's supposed well, to. Well, true. This is true. Dates you, are relative. Do you want to know what your gift yeah, is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell okay, me. Okay, so let me see if I can find... Thank you for making me feel especial on this day. Well, you have to. Everybody's... I mean, you guys did it for me on my birthday, oh. and I just was dealing with a pandemic, so... <laughs> I will say that was kind of a funny moment this morning where you were like, <laughs> I just had a pandemic birthday, and here I thought, like, June 1st, today was the day... That things were starting to open up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then it's just been, it's not been the best weekend, uh, to say the least. And again, I am not the center of the storyline. No, but it's real. But it it's... is my birthday and this is what's happening right now. So uh, any hoozy what see. I'm going to try to get the link to this thing here so okay. that you can see. Um, do you want to hear a real quick funny story, birthday story about how my husband, well, I'll just tell it to you. Um, I had said that I wanted to get these pictures um, ready to be hung on walls, like pictures of my kids. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get these. I'm going to get them in these sizes. And then I just didn't right away. Yeah. Um, and so then the other day I was like, oh, you know what? I got some extra time. I'm going to sit down and order these pictures and have them sent. And I got done with it. And I said to my husband, I got these pictures. They're coming um, really soon. So I'm really excited about it. And he's like, oh, OK, guess what? I got you for your birthday. <laughs> Oh, so I have two sets of wonderful oh. pictures of my beautiful children. Oh. I cannot wait to hang them everywhere. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm hey. gonna need some new walls. <laughs> beep, 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 if you go to the crazy stupid idiot segment mm, mm-hmm. and okay. click on the link, you will see your birthday gift that shall be arriving between, I think, the 10th and 15th. Oh my gosh! Wait, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. What is this? What is this? What do I get to make with this? Well, read it. I'm trying. Oh, that's right. I'm just looking. Oh, <gasps> jeez! I get. <laughs> This is your Amish dreams come true. Can I making your Amish dreams come true? You know what's so extra super funny about that is that yesterday. Do you remember what I sent you in the middle of the day yesterday? I said to you, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any need for acidic whey? And I was like, Yeah, no. But actually, yeah, I can use that because people use that for fermenting. They do, and I have some acidic whey in my. So explain what you're talking about, because yeah. listeners have no clue. Because I pretended to know what yeah. you're talking like, about. Ha, ha, ha. I'm like, oh, like she know. doesn't know what it is. So when you make uh, some things, like for example, I made ricotta cheese yesterday because I was making lasagna. She's living her best Amish life. I really am getting real Amish up in here. And by the way, ricotta is still very difficult to find. So I made some ricotta cheese because I had all the the fixings to make ricotta. It's very simple to do. Um, I made that, and the liquid that gets strained out is called acidic whey. There's two types of whey. There's a sweet whey. That's the kind that typically like your um, whey protein powders are made out of. It's like a dehydrated version of that. Yeah. And then there's acidic whey, which is really high in probiotics, which is really great for your oh gut God, health. Oh, God, you're talking about Mary's. I certainly am. Mary's nest. She says yep. probiotics. Probiotics. So I have like a lot of it. And it is good for fermenting things, as you said. Good for your tummy. It's good for your tum tum. Uh, it's good to throw into some bread when you're making bread. It's also really good as a mocktail. That's how so. I know. To be seen, but. I've I did it last night, guys. And? It was fine. It tasted. Is it just tangy? It's just tangy. So you, here's what I do. You don't drink. I didn't drink it straight because I'm not crazy. 
I put it in a glass with some sparkling waters, and I added some a twist of lemon to it, and mm. it was a nice little mocktail. Oh, um, but you know, that's I like to drink things out of a wine glass and feel fancy. So that's what I did so, last night. My tummy feels great. So you were making uh, your own ricotta, okay. and I found something. If you want to tell people what oh. I got you. So Bradley got me the Standing Stone Farms Basic Beginner Cheese Making Kit. <gasps> Mozzarella, burrata, bricotta, chevre, ricotta, mascarpone, and butter. And um, I watched three YouTube videos yesterday about how to make cream cheese. And I said to myself, so I need to be a cheesemaker. Why am I not a cheesemaker? Oh, now you are. And now I'm a beginner. Because I'm a beginner cheesemaker. It has like all the things you need. It comes with microbial rennet, which is you don't need that to make like what you made, but it will just add to the. It's just like I think it's a microbe. This is so awesome. Um, calcium chloride. Oh I didn't know you needed that. I hope you're going to make cannolis. Uh, sure, why not? I, I can make cannolis. It gives you a what curd do you do, bag. What do you use? Mascarpone for cannolis? Yes. yes. It's like my favorite. Okay, so just watch out, guys. It's going to be... We gonna expect be working. you to make some cheese. You, you need to make cream cheese to put on the English muffins that I make. Um, Genius. And the bagels. Also, um, do you, are you familiar with Liz Lemon from 30 Rock? Yes. Yeah. So she does this thing night where she cheese. eats cheese at night. Working, working on my night cheese. Yep, that's what I'm about to be doing. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to wrap up this uh, day of the Colleen and Bradley show and uh, wrap it up. I don't know what that means. We'll do it after this on My Talk 1071. Okay. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. Hello. Um, uh, How do we want to finish this show today? Probably right where we started, which is by saying that... I don't know. I I know. It's... There's so much. There's so much, and yet there's not enough. So I don't even know where to begin with that statement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say I have been very pleased... Um, at today, people sharing all of their stories, and I hope that we get to share even more of those stories with you tomorrow. I know we've we've uh, continued to work on bringing some voices to you, um, of people who can give you ideas of things you can do, but also to just share their experience. You know, we talked to Carla earlier, who lives in the Midtown Exchange Building. Is that what it's called? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, over on Chicago and Lake, and I'm really glad we because because again, I think it's important to just hear the stories of people like when we started the show today and Mm -hmm. we each kind of shared our own individual experience. Um, I think it's helpful for people to hear what we've gone through, even though it's not the only experience and even though it's not the most important experience to hear right now, it's still, it's still one I think people are interested in and it's a unique one. We're all having unique experiences right now. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, uh, like you said, it's a unique experience. I think for people who might be really far removed from this physical area, you may be paying attention to what's going on, but you also may be able to um, go back to a a relatively, and I'm saying relatively because COVID, uh, normal semblance of what your day-to-day life looks like. And uh, I do think it's important to acknowledge that that is not reality for a good portion of the community right now. Um, and, uh, certainly, um, there are people who are so truly removed from any sort of normal reality right now. And and the three of us are, are 
partially removed from a normal reality right now. We recognize that our place in that, but that's, that's the reason why we are spending so much time on this today. Again, I feel like I'm very defensive about this, but uh, we've gotten a couple messages from people and I just want to, I just want to acknowledge them head on. People want to laugh right now. You're going to have to find that somewhere else. (laughs) Um, You're going to have to find that somewhere else. And I'm sorry because we love to laugh with you. We love to laugh with you. The three of us in our lives would love to laugh right now. We're not doing a lot of laughs. Okay. So we'll get back to it eventually. But not right now. Well, um, I will actually just clarify. Clarify. We're going to clarify. Fly. Fly away. No, clarify a little bit and say we we are actually laughing because we're laughy people generally. Mm-hmm. But it's we're not laughing about the Kardashians today because mm-hmm. that would no. just that the Kardashians are fine and they'll have stories that will continue to be told. And they'll get all their yeah. attention back. Don't they're, worry about they're it. They're always going to get attention, but I think people who've listened to us for any length of time know that we're going to share our um, you know, uh, like this our own stories, but also the stories that are important and it would be weird if you turned up and listened to us yammering on about crazy stupid idiots. Um, we'll do that. We'll mm-hmm. do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this moment, we're each uh each of us just feel like that wouldn't be appropriate. So. It, yeah, it wouldn't feel like the right thing to do. Yeah. No, it wouldn't feel authentic to the experiences that we're having. Now. No, and there are definitely times, and make no bones about it, there are definitely times when each of us individually are having our own personal struggles in our lives when it is difficult to open up the microphone and talk about the Kardashians. That happens. Yeah, true. Um, but right now, this is not a personal event. This is a... a this is our community. This is nationwide. This is international. There are... um there are protests going on in other countries yeah, about very, the very been, thing we are paying attention to right now. You know, maybe we can talk a little bit about that. So I'm sure our listeners have had some of these experiences too, where, you know, this uh, story is very specific to a very, um, this is obvious. It is specific to a person, a person whose life was um, taken and then it became specific to a community and then it became specific to, you know, uh, a metropolitan area and so on and so forth. But we've all sort of watched the trajectory of that and it has continued to ripple outward. Mm -hmm. And now we are finding ourselves not only watching things that are happening in our own community um, or close by, but also now go well beyond. And it's been very trippy. And that's the only word I can think to describe. It's hard to come up with seeing it happen out there. And we kind of have, I have friends that I follow obviously on social media who are in places like LA and they were having an experience that seemed uh, somewhat similar to what we were having a few days ago. Um, you know, talking to people outside of our community is bizarre. Like talking to my mother every day. Mm-hmm. I've been checking in with my mom. I was doing it anyway regularly because of COVID, right? But now um, checking in with her to just, you know, make sure she knows we're safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's having a, a totally different experience, right? And she's in a part of the country that's not being directly affected so trying to explain what that's like to another person in that position it's just it's all been very surreal Mm -hmm. it really surreal that's like is that not like the theme word of 2020 yeah Mm -hmm. surreal um we will i you know i i can't say that i know what tomorrow will be like on this show what i can tell you is uh we have at least one guest 
joining us who um, will bring us a, a unique and different perspective about the impact that uh, the events of the last week have had on neighborhoods of North Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking uh, with him tomorrow. Uh, we are working on some other community leaders that we would like to um, bring to you. And we know, like I've said, that this is not typically what we do on the Colleen and Bradley show. Um, but right now this is what we're doing and we uh, are hopeful that you will come along. We are each individually doing our own work in our own lives uh, and um, paying attention to how we can best be of service in this time. And we certainly encourage you all to do the same thing and hopefully we can bring you along with us. Can I, can I just ask too, if you guys have, cause we have a lot of blind spots. If you have, Mm, um, mm-hmm. suggestions for things uh, that we can recommend for people if they want to do stuff like I'm saying resources um, ways to help if you have that stuff that we haven't been able to get out please share that with us and if there are people you think we should be talking to feel free to share that with us because we recognize our own inadequacy in this moment and um, we also realize how fortunate we are to you know to have you guys as a resource as our you know our listeners in and we, this is such a unique station because we there are other stations that have this relationship with their listeners, but I think we really do rely on you guys a lot, whether it's asking you for help um, or, you know, for help for other uh, others. But also you, you've been very helpful in pointing us in. I mean, Carla's a perfect example, right? She was on the show today, but mm-hmm. she's a listener and you guys have been so good at helping us um, connect where we need to. So keep it up and email Facebook, whatever it is, Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we're here to hear from you. Um, and also just, you know, a reminder that uh, I don't remember what the reminder was. I need to get some sleep. Girl, it's yeah. okay. It's your birthday. It's take a birthday nap. What are you going to do tonight? Probably like eat leftovers and go to bed early so I can stay up all night like usual. Okay, well, let's uh, maybe no, work on I that. To say. I did want to say this. Um, there are times to be distracted. There are times in life where a distraction is needed, and we're happy to provide that distraction. Um, and then there are times where it's really important to stay alert and to stay involved and to stay informed. And right now is that time. So uh, we will be a distraction again. Worry not. Um, Worry not. Nope. We should be back tomorrow. That's true. We will be back tomorrow. You will be here with us tomorrow, and we thank you for sticking with us today. Lori and Julia are coming up next. <sighs> Deep breaths. Deep breaths. We got this. Bye. Bye. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.